Jesus. Okay, so. We give God all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, and all the thanks because Jesus is our Savior, our refuge, and our strength. So, brethren, today's topic would be done with hypocrisy or a marriage after divorce except for premarital unchastity says Jesus is nothing but legalized adultery. Now, all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible, right? So I'll start. A few years ago, most Christian denominations would not have given a second thought to the notion of divorce and remarriage, and they would have had very good reasons for so doing. Today, however, the pendulum has swung to the opposite extremity, and the things which were once hated and derided are now applauded and encouraged. What then is the reason for this total doctrinal about turn? Is it because all leaders are more educated and have become more enlightened on this divorce and remarriage issue? No, this is not so at all. This pineless about face that we are now witnessing has entered the church because of affluence which has in turn led to laxity in devotion, which translates into lukewarmness instead of fervency of spiritual devotion to God and obedience to his word. Then too, there is the case of denominational peer pressure, which is being brought to bear upon those who long for the approval and denominational recognition of their more educated liberal counterparts. Therefore, the fear of being socially marginalized has caused many otherwise good saints to bow to pressure and so adjust their doctrines to satisfy their peers. But God is about to make a play that will burn all stubble along the way. For woe is decreed to the shepherds that lead God's people astray. And because he is about to do sin, he is again saying to his church the following, which was originally said to Israel. And it goes like this. Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein? And ye shall find rest unto your souls. But they say, we will not walk therein. That was Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. So the scripture was what God told Israel in order for them to access his rest. But Israel replied, in Jeremiah 6, verse 16, if you read again, by stating, we will not walk therein. Today, our Lord is again saying the same thing to us. This can be seen from Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. And like Israel of old, the church is saying, we will not walk therein. Instead, we will continue to put asunder what God has joined it together. What will God's reaction be to this unholy challenge? The following should assist you, my dear reader, to understand what God will do about this deteriorating situation. Undoubtedly, history has taught us that whenever God's original marital statute is discarded, the fallout has always been a marked deterioration in morals accompanied by violent crimes. 
which always attract the just judgment of God upon such a people. In addition, God then gives them over to committing unimaginable sins, which in turn destroy those that are occupied there. In time since, I know some of you are confused over this whole affair. This is so primarily because many that are supporting this heresy boast of spiritual manifestations in their ministries. Well, my answer to that perplexing contradiction is this. The supernatural manifestations in an individual's life are not absolute proof that one is in good standing with God, nor that that one would ultimately make it to glory. For we must never forget that the gifts of the discernment of spirits and the word of knowledge operated in Nebuchadnezzar's life and enabled him to see Jesus in the furnace and to recognize him long before he was born in Bethlehem. So that was Daniel chapter 3, verses 24 to 25. And did not Balaam, a discredited prophet, prophesy of Jesus coming? Neither should we forget that God used an ass to speak to a mad prophet, which we read in Numbers chapter 22, verse 28. And Judas was sent out by Christ to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, and even to raise the dead. So read Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 8, if in doubt. And don't allow yourselves to be fooled by manifestations. Follow after love, righteousness, faith, and truth, for that is a proof that you are saved in truth. Brethren, let us be like Peter, who, after having witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus Christ on the mount, and after having made reference to that fact, advises saints to put their faith more in the integrity of the word of God rather than on any vision which they may have here experienced. So 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 16 to 19. Brethren, the word of God can be trusted. Therefore, this is no time to vacillate for the time is too late. For Moses, Malachi, Christ and Paul have made it abundantly clear for those who have ears to hear, that God is not the author of this divorce and remarriage business at all. This fact can be verified by examining the following text in the first and also in the New Testament. Genesis chapter 2 verse 23 to 24. Malachi chapter 2 verse 12 to 16. Matthew chapter 19 verse 3 to 8. Mark chapter 10 verse 2 to 12. And Luke chapter 16 verse 18. Romans chapter 7 verse 1 to 3 and 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 to 11 and verse 39. So brethren, we are indeed living in the last days and are surely witnessing the prophesies the falling away. But of this, I remind you today that God has no intention of changing his established marital way. Therefore, take heed that you fall not from this modern divorce and remarriage heresy. That is, about, that is aiding the destruction of our society. So wake up, saints of God, and discard hypocrisy. For, except for premarital unchastity, which is fornication during one's engagement, remarriage after divorce, says Jesus, is nothing but legalized adultery. So brethren, 
I know that the majority of the more modern versions of the Bible were specifically tailored, among other things, to corrupt the original pure word of God on the one hand, and two, to give authenticity to such modern heresies as are prevalent in the church today. Accordingly, Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, and Matthew chapter 19, verses 8 to 9, have been targeted and changed to facilitate this divorce and remarriage debacle. Of this, I am absolutely sure. This explains why fornication is replaced by terms which suggest unfaithfulness after marriage instead of unfaithfulness before marriage in these two years, in these two texts, sorry. These changes give a... F so this explains why fornication, excuse me, eh? This explains why fornication is replaced by terms which suggest unfaithfulness after marriage instead of unfaithfulness before marriage in these two texts. These changes give a false peace to the disturbed consciences of many divorcees. This is especially so, since they falsely conclude that Jesus approved of divorce and remarriage. But did he? And the answer to that question is never. For by revelation, Paul wrote the following, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she departs, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away, meaning divorced, his wife. So that was 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11. Moreover, to confirm the fact that the new covenant does not allow for divorce and remarriage, the spirit of truth ended the discourse on the following unambiguous note. This 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, it states, The wife is bound by the law, the matrimonial law, as long as she liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. So that was 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. So from the from what we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. Therefore, we must conclude that these modern renderings of Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, and Matthew chapter 19, verse 89, were specifically tailored to give authenticity to this modern-day destructive marriage. This fact can be gleaned by reading the disciples' comments that follow Jesus. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. So the following quote speaks loudly to those who have ears to hear. And the quote goes like this. If the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. So that was Matthew chapter 19, verse 10. Now the comment of Jesus, what he just made, his disciples can only rightly be interpreted to mean, if a married man cannot put away his wife under any circumstance whatsoever after he was legally married, it is not good to marry at all. Jesus. So, brethren, my conclusion is not wishful thinking at all for St. Luke. Writing under divine inspiration with all the nations of the world as his target group, quoted Jesus as saying a friend, on this divorce and remarriage issue, 
whosoever put it away his wife and marrieth another committed adultery and whosoever marrieth her that is put away meaning divorced from her husband committed adultery so read luke chapter 16 verse 18 from jesus treatment of this divorce and remarriage issue in luke chapter 16 verse 18 and matthew and mark sorry chapter 10 verse 2 to 12 and from saint paul's writing in first corinthians 7 verse 10 11 39 and Romans 7 verse 2 sorry however from god's earlier declaration in malachi chapter 2 verse 12 to 16 we can be absolutely sure that jesus except for fornication texts recorded only in saint matthew 5 32 and 99 in the old king james version was referred to premarital unfaithfulness on the part of an engaged jewish virgin who under the jewish engagement tradition was called a wife so that was deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 23 to 24 matthew chapter 1 verse 18 verse 20 verse 24 verse 25 jesus except for fornication phrase therefore did not then nor does not now refer to post marital unfaithfulness on the part of a married partner so with this you must agree so this being so brethren let us not continue to facilitate the disintegration of our society by supporting what God plainly says he hates. So that is in Malachi chapter 2, verse 16. So as I come to our end, brethren, now, you honorable men of the cloth, although I am not qualified to speak to you, I nevertheless beg of you, as a daughter begs her father, to rethink seriously this whole divorce and remarriage issue. In addition, consider also that all the modern renderings of Matthew chapter 5 verse 32 and Matthew chapter 19 verse 9 contradict Jesus' teaching on this issue in Mark chapter 10 verse 2 to 12 and Luke chapter 16 verse 18. Moreover, it also contradicts St. Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11, verse 39, and Romans 7, verse 2 to 3. Therefore, they cannot be true. On the other hand, the rendering of Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, as fornication in the Old King James Version must be correct. For it allows for the harmony of all the other relevant matrimonial texts. Because of these facts, I call upon us to arise and fight this end-time heresy. For remarriage after one is divorced is nothing but legalized idolatry. Now, if you do not agree with me, just read Mark chapter 10, verse 2 to 12, especially focusing on verses 11 and 12. Then turn to Luke chapter 16, verse 18, or 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11, and verse 39. And understand that this conclusion is not peculiarly mine, but will also be the conclusion of all those who faithfully wish to follow the doctrines of Jesus Christ. 
the divine. So brethren, as I come to an end of the segment today, I ask you once again, please read Malachi chapter 2 verses 12 to 16, then Mark chapter 10 verses 2 to 12, then Romans chapter 7 verses 2 to 3, and then 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 to 11 and verse 39. And you will surely agree with me that divorce and remarriage, while one's married partner is still alive, is nothing but marital sacrilege, treachery, and legalized idolatry. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again. So brethren, please prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. Spend time in reading the Holy Bible on a daily basis, brethren. Strengthen yourselves because what lies ahead for those who are strong believers of the Lord, we need the word to stand up with. So brethren, have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you and I love you too. So bless for now.